0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, and today is Tuesday, July 13th. And I am just so excited today because I'm going to talk about something that has been near and dear to my heart for a very long time. And that is really just how do we help our kids learn to love God's Word? If you're shepherding children, if you're a grandmother or a mother or a dad or an aunt or an uncle, if you've got influence in the life of a child and you want to help your kids learn to love the Bible, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. By now you've heard that I'm running for Congress to replace Jamie Herrera Butler, representing Washington State's 3rd Congressional District. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a business owner, I'm an author and a speaker, and I've lived in this district for a very long time, and I am asking you for the honor to represent you in the House of Representatives. We've got some huge deadlines coming up for fundraising. We need to take this country back. We were once the party of ideas, you guys, but we have devolved into a cult of personality, and we have lost our way. I want to bring common sense back to the floor of the House of Representatives. Now is the time for a new generation of conservative leaders to stand up, and I am here to stand in the gap for Washington State. For more information, go to Congress.com. You can sign up to volunteer, get on our prayer team, and support this run financially. This ad was paid for by friends of Heidi St. John for Congress. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. Thank you so much for praying for our road trip as uh, our family is home now. And so I'm thankful for all of your prayers. Thanks for everybody who turned out in Chattanooga last weekend at Calvary Chapel Chattanooga. You guys, the Lord is at work. And I don't know how you feel, but I am excited. I'm encouraged at what God is doing. I'm excited to see him continue to move in the lives of uh, his people and even though we're walking through some dark times in the country right now, the Bible teaches us that God has given us his word as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And uh, I'm so excited today to have Danica Cooley on the show with me today. She and her husband, Ed, are committed to leading their children to life for the glory of God. And together they have worked to study and memorize the Bible with their kids. Danica is an award-winning children's author and a Bible curriculum developer, and she She's got a brand new book out called Help Your Kids Learn and Love the Bible. This is such a thrill for me. Danica, welcome to the show. Hi, Heidi. It's so exciting to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm glad that you're able to make time to come on the show because this is an important topic. We have parents now who, I mean, we're living in a crazy upside down world. And certainly you are because you're in Oregon and I am because I'm in Washington (laughs) And we've seen a lot of really the underbelly of the spiritual side of things in the last year and a half. And I think it's been a reminder to a lot of parents that they have to know God's word. And something I've been saying out on the road and in my books and speaking, you know, for the last 10 years has been to say, this is an amazing time in human history, what I would call the perfect storm, a time of incredible deception and a generation of biblically illiterate Christians men and women who should know God's word but who don't know it and I think we're certainly seeing this in parents today and if you if you don't know it, you know, you can't pass on what you don't possess and I think so a lot of parents frustrated and so they just sort of give up. What drove you? What was your passion for writing this a book because I think it's going to be one of the most important books for parents right now.
1: So, my Passion in life is biblical literacy, and that is just um, what I've spent since 2009 writing. I've been writing about the Bible for kids and for parents, and um, I want people to know God's Word and I want to make it accessible for them. I think a lot of what we do with the Bible is just we're nervous about it and we want to treat it well, and so we fall into perfectionism and then we just don't read it at all. And so I wanted to make it. That you know, this book is is a crash course for parents and how to teach the Bible to their kids. And the reason I wrote it is because you can teach the Bible to your kids, and we're biblically mandated to do so. So I wanted to make it seem like something that is possible, and then equip parents to do that.
0: I love that. And one of the things that it seems like um, you and I are definitely on the same page about is this idea that it's not enough it never has been, and it never will be enough for parents just to take their kids to Sunday school and drop them off and expect that that's going to do the trick. What has been your experience and and what's your feeling on how kind of we've gotten to where we are?
1: Well, I, you know, I think that we, and I think in the homeschool world, this is very easy to see, but we're a society that believes that people specialize in things. And so, Uh, We believe that the church specializes in teaching our kids, but um, the Bible is God's word and it's our bread to us. And we would not feed our kids once a week. You know, that's, um, that is not something we would consider doing, but for some reason with the Bible, we have relegated our authority in teaching our kids um, and abdicated that to the church. And the church is important. It is also biblically mandated. We are supposed to be in fellowship with other Christians, um, but we can see in Deuteronomy 6 and 11 and Psalm 119 that we are called to teach scripture to our kids um, as a family. And I think a lot of times parents are are worried that they can't do that because maybe they haven't read the Bible themselves. But that is certainly something that you can do with your kids. And you learn what God's word says
0: as you're reading it with them. I think that's, I mean, you and I learned this as homeschool moms, right? Just because we don't know a subject doesn't mean we can't learn it right along with our kids. And I think so often, you know, what what I hear out on the road, and, and certainly this is true, I think for fathers who are struggling to assume the mantle of spiritual leadership in their homes, they feel overwhelmed. So they open up the Bible and they go, like, oh, for goodness sake, you know, where do I start? You know, how do I, how, how do I begin? So where do where do we begin? You know, talk to the mom and the dad right now who are struggling to just know how to open up the word, where to start so that they can become biblically literate and pass that on to their kids. Yeah, that can seem overwhelming. And, um, you know, as with a, I have a at home Bible
1: curriculum and I get a lot of questions about where to start so I always suggest either starting in Genesis and then reading through the Old Testament and then going on to the New, or starting in the New Testament. And I think the New Testament is an especially great place to start. In Matthew is the first book of the New Testament. If your kids aren't familiar with the gospel and they're not familiar with who Jesus is, um, but if your kids have grown up in church and, and they know who Jesus is and they know what the gospel is, the Old Testament is a great place to start. And they will have a a deeper understanding of God's great plan for salvation if they start there.
0: Mm, I agree. And one of the things I've been saying with our kids, because we've been raising seven children over 30 years and parents will ask me all the time, how do you get your kids to love the Bible? Well, the truth is that's not up to you. That's, That's the Holy Spirit who does that. But we can offer a cool drink of living water to our kids every day, right? We want them to know this is for life. This isn't something that you study in school. And then you get then you get done with it, and then you move on to the rest part of your life. No, this is living water, and we would never go for days at a time without drinking water and so we want to be able to offer our children a cool drink of water from the word and make it inviting for kids. Do you have suggestions? How do we make the Bible approachable and inviting? So I always think that um, our kids
1: tend to love what we love; they are little mirrors so if if you have parents in a family that love baseball and they watch baseball and they talk about baseball and memorize things about it. And they're excited. The kids are probably going to grow up to have an appreciation for baseball. Um, And for kids that don't grow up in a family like that, they're a lot less likely to have that deep seated love of baseball. But God's word is the same thing. So if we treat it like we are excited about it and we spend time in it, um, our kids are going to, naturally be more likely to love God's word. And they're certainly going to be more biblically literate, which is our goal. Our goal is to introduce our kids to his word. So on top of reading maybe a chapter of the Bible each day with your child and discussing it, you know, I think it's great that we can tweak what we're already doing with our kids. Like if your kids love audiobooks, There are audio books about the Bible. There is the Bible in audiobook form in versions that are easier for kids to understand that they can listen to while they're playing. There's things like Adventures in Odyssey, their Bible versions. There's videos that your kids can watch while you are making dinner and that will teach them about the Bible and are fun for them. Um, So there's a lot of fun things we can do. We used to um, dress up in Bible characters and reenact stuff. We had puppets. The Bible can be a lot of fun. It's a story, and our kids love stories, and they love the people in the Bible. They fall in love with those characters and the plot lines. And so that's something that we can capitalize on as we teach them what God's Word says.
0: Yeah, and it's so awesome because... It's not just a story, it's a true story, right that the kids can know this is God's word, and it can be depended upon. We're not looking at it like a fairy tale or like you know like a a fiction book that we'd pick up at the library. This is God's unfolding plan, and it tells you it's the greatest love story of all time because we can see see how much God loves us, and yet it's still so important for parents, I think, especially when our kids are little. And if we weren't taught this at home, it's very hard to get into a habit of Bible study because you don't know where to start and you're not really sure. You know, I would, my husband would, yeah, I used to watch him tell men and I thought this was so good. He always said, just do something just start with something. And we can always start small so we we can get into that habit. But a lot of families are struggling to get into a routine that helps them study God's word, not only for themselves, but with their kids. What ideas do you have? What tips do you have for families who are just going, I just don't know about that. I don't think I could do it. Right. So um,
1: the first thing I would suggest is just starting um, by Hooking your Bible study time to something that you already do every day. We do this with brushing our teeth. We know it's important for our kids to learn to brush their teeth. So we hook it to right after they get up, they should brush their teeth. Or right before they go to bed, they're gonna brush their teeth. Well, your kids eat every day. So I just suggest attaching a family Bible study time to one of those meal times. And for different families, it's gonna work out differently. But you know, at dinner, my husband will read a chapter to us and we will pray. And he usually reads from Psalms or Proverbs. And it's just a great way to get into God's word and hear what the Lord has to say about wisdom and discernment. And then I would do a Bible chapter in the mornings after breakfast. And if my husband was there, then he would read it with us and we would discuss it. And then we would pray for the kids as friends. So um, that's a really easy way to get started is just say after dinner, just read a chapter with your kids and discuss it with them and then pray.
0: So when you say you're attaching it to to, uh, brushing their teeth, what... What do you mean? Like when they brush their teeth, you say, hey, right after you done brushing your teeth, we're going to read the Bible. Or do you read it to them while they're brushing their teeth? (laughs) I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying like, what does she mean by that? I'm so sorry. I I meant like brushing your teeth is a
1: habit that we consider really important. So we link it to something like getting up or going to bed that our kids are going to do every day. So just do that with your Bible study. And for most parents, you can link Bible study to bedtime, but I just suggest linking it to a meal. And it becomes a habit that way. You were talking about habits. And we want to make things that are healthy for our kids' habits. So we make brushing their teeth a habit by connecting it to bedtime. We also can make Bible study a habit by connecting it to, say, a meal. You can connect it to right after they're done brushing your teeth You read a chapter. Something that you're already doing in their your day with them.
0: So when you are, um, I know for me as a, as a mom with lots of, lots of kids who had, you know, they were very, very uh, different because they were different stages of development. You know, I had an 18 year old and I had a two year old and I think I hear from parents all the time that they don't involve all their kids because they feel like, you know, some of the younger ones can't handle it, whereas the bigger ones could handle it. But it's really important that we do this together, that all of us study God's word together. So how do you how do you do that and why is it so important? So when we study the
1: Bible as a family all together, it communicates to our kids that God's word is important, that we can learn about the Bible together, that we're learning also because we never stop learning what God's word has to say and that our family is has committed that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So our kids learn from our commitment to study together how important God's word is. I always say to teach up. So we would, when I had my nieces with us during the day, I would have them do something quietly that was playing and I would read to my older kids. And I was always shocked that they were actually listening and they could answer questions. Our kids understand so much more than we think they will. So I say teach up because your teens need to learn about God's word. Now, there are parts of the Bible that are maybe too edgy for your five-year-old. Um, I right. don't...
0: <laughs> a couple parts I can think right. of off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> right. I don't advocate reading Judges 19 with your five-year-old. It's, it's a hard chapter. Um, I think that that's best saved for high school. So what we would do with those sections is we would have our older kids like high school. And maybe middle school age, depending on, you know, we know our kids, we would have them read them on their own or we would do it, it privately with the, where while the other kids were occupied. And then we would discuss it
0: privately. But the rest of it, we all do together. I love that. And I think there are a lot of people who think that reading the Bible is just too hard for kids. But you and I have been doing it for a long time and that's not true. How can you how can you encourage parents that it's really a myth that the Bible's too hard for them to understand? When um, when my kids were really little, so my youngest two were
1: three and four. So they would be playing and they would be listening to this or they'd be going to bed and I would put on an audio Bible for them. I just really wanted them to know God's word. And I was just like really on fire about it. And um, we were driving somewhere and my three-year-old Eric, he said, hey, mom, why is Jonah considered a prophet and not a missionary? And I remember thinking, you are three years old. And what are you talking about? And I was I was like, I need a minute to just think about that. And he was like, OK, mom, but don't take too long. So um, I remember that was the first time that I remember thinking, I, I don't know how our kids understand the Bible. And I, but I know that they are building understanding They're They're building familiarity. They're learning who God is, um, who we are as sinners and our need for salvation. They're starting to understand God's great plan for salvation and what God wants for his followers. And it might not be in as linear a method as when an adult reads through the Bible for the first time, but they are still building that knowledge of who God is.
0: They're seeing that you trust him too. You know, we're, our kids are learning that when we don't know the answer, it's okay to say, I don't actually know the answer, but you know what God does. And so we're gonna pray, we're gonna read his word, we're gonna learn. I want my kids to know that God isn't silent on the issues that we're facing because really what we're facing in, in 2021, although it's a little on the wonky side, it's it's not uncommon to humankind because we are sinners. And we've always struggled with sin. And even though the sin may look differently right now, you know, it's certainly manifesting itself in different ways. And we're kind of dealing with things that maybe we hadn't thought we would be dealing with, but God's not up in heaven, shaking his head going, well, I just did not see that coming. And, uh, and I think our kids, when they start to see how God worked in history, I was reading, um, I've actually been reading through, first uh, and second Samuel right now. And I've been, you know, I'm fascinated by watching King David in particular, you know, here's this guy who obviously massive sin issues in his life, right? Not the least of which are adultery and murder. And yet, God said that he was a man after his own heart. And you watch the struggles that he went through with uh, with King Saul, with uh, his son Absalom who turned against him and, and threatened to take his kingdom away from him. And yet God was always at work. And David's cycle in his life of um, sinning and then coming back to a repentance and walking with God, our kids can learn from that. And I think, you know, sometimes as parents, we underestimate the ability of the Holy Spirit to speak to our children. And I think I want parents to know God is speaking and he speaks through his word. And this is an opportunity for you to help your child learn to hear his voice. Has that been your experience? It really has. Um, You know, I have
1: the benefit of having been doing this for, you know, most of my younger kids' entire lives. And I can see how God has used his word to work in their lives. I I love Isaiah 55, 10 through 11, where God says that just like he sends the seed into the ground and waters it and brings forth a plant, that he sends his word out and he will use it to accomplish his purposes. And um, we don't always know exactly what God's purposes are for our individual children, but we do know that we are called to share God's word with our kids and that he will use it to accomplish his work his purposes with them so as my as my kids are older teens and and if you know this has been a hard last year for them um i've been able to see them reflect that they understand God's sovereignty in their lives um his faithfulness that they trust him it's been, for me as a parent, very exciting to see that they understand who God is. And I believe that's because they know his word. They know who he is through his word. And they have a um, a very biblical worldview because the foundation of their childhood is based on God's, God's word. And so I believe that he will do that for anyone who is faithful to present his word to them. He
0: will accomplish his purposes. He will. And that—that that is what he promises. And as parents, we hang on to those. This has been such a, a fun conversation. I can't believe I'm out of time for today, but I'd love it if you come back tomorrow. I really want to ask you about context in scripture because we're, you know, we're watching people take the Bible out of context all over the place right now, and it's hurting us. And so uh, I'd love to ask you about how to teach context to our children so they understand it and uh, dig into a couple other questions I have for you. Would you be willing to come back tomorrow? Absolutely. Thank you, Heidi. You're very welcome. I'm so glad that you've been here today. For more information on uh, Danica Cooley, I want you guys to be really looking for her book, and I'm gonna link back to it in the show notes today. If you want more information, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and scroll down to the show notes. Again, she has a brand new book out called Help Your Kids Learn and Love the Bible. This is a great conversation. Come on in tomorrow, and we are gonna finish it with Danica Cooley right here at the intersection of faith and culture.